Welcome to the Brain Trust Driving Change Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bloomfield. Whether you're a leader, a coach, a salesperson, or even a parent, this podcast focuses on how to leverage the science of decision-making to help you become a more impactful communicator and a driving force for change. We've been covering a lot of ground on our podcast episodes around the science of sales. The science, it's really the science behind uh, why human beings make decisions to do something different uh, and the process by which you can, as a professional communicator, build messages to do that. Well, as, as most of us know, there's one medium that seems to work the most effectively when you're communicating to someone for influence, and that's the medium of story. And when someone hears a story, something changes. And as we know about how the brain works, our visualization mechanisms that are deep into our limbic systems, they activate and they fire and they start picturing stories. And when you hear a story, a really compelling story told, or you're reading a novel or, or even imagining what something would be like, it's activating all of these areas deep inside of our brain that allow us to, to process that information and actually allows us to be influenced in a much more effective way. And this is why storytellers are such compelling communicators. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, listen, you know, Jeff, I'm just not a natural storyteller. Well, well, take heart because the techniques that we teach that we believe are based in the science are for everybody. They're not just for that natural storytelling salesperson or, or marketer. It's for anybody because there's different storytelling or visual storytelling techniques that you can use to be able to use the same influence in the brain. Now, let me give you some examples. So there's stories that are more like illustrations. And illustrations, can, they can be a once upon a time or they can, they, they can be that type of story where you're actually telling or painting a picture uh, using characters and using things of that nature, using customers, etc., etc. Some of the other visual storytelling techniques are analogies or similes. Uh, these are a very powerful tool in your arsenal as a sales communicator to be able to get a customer to visualize the difference between one thing or another or to really see um, how they can make a change and understand it more effectively. Uh, similar to similes and analogies are metaphors, and you can use analogies and metaphors as a very powerful visual storytelling technique to help your customers truly understand something and why it matters to them. The last tool or technique is the visual aid or the prop. Uh, these are effective because they help pull all of the, the storytelling techniques together. And when I say visual aid or prop, it could be something as simple as a piece of sales literature. It could be a whiteboard. It could be the back of a napkin for, for crying out loud. It just it activates the brain at a different level. And something changes when we visualize something in general. And when it's introduced through this form of visual storytelling techniques, you become much more influential as a communicator. So Let's back up and let's talk a little bit about uh, what we call the story lifeline. Now, this is when you might be telling um, some type of an illustration or a story uh, that's in the traditional storytelling framework. And usually, a story follows something similar to this pattern. You're introduced to a main character. We call that the scene. That main character all of a sudden has something happen, something changes, and they encounter some form of a problem. We call that the situation. And then lo and behold... They meet some form of a guide or a coach, and we call that the sage. And as most stories go, that sage happens to have a plan, and they give that character the plan, and we call that the strategy. 
Now, in every great story, there's that dilemma then that the, the main character struggles through. They're either going to take the advice of the sage and, and put that plan into action, or they're going to go back to status quo. Now, in every great story, most of those characters put that plan into action, and we call that the mission. And then what happens? Well, that mission either succeeds or it fails. That's the result. And then what you're left with is what we call the resolution or the new normal. Now, that should sound very familiar because just about every great story ever told or written follows a very similar process. Uh, Joseph Campbell in his hero model had originally devised a very similar model. So think about, uh, let's just say Star Wars. Okay, let's back up to the very beginning. Who's the main character? I'm talking about the original Star Wars, you know, the kind the kind that we grew up on in the 70s, not all these new, what are we up to Star Wars 27 or something? I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, I know that if I go all the way back to the very first one, which I think is episode like four or something now, it's hard, hard for me to know, is Luke Skywalker. We're introduced to him on the island of island, the planet of Tatooine. And what happens? Something changes. He encounters a problem. There's an evil empire that's trying to take over the universe. So then what happens? He meets a guide or a coach. Who's his sage? Well, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Steps on and says, Luke, you have this inside of you. You, you have the force. You can be a Jedi. And so what happens? He gives them this force as a plan. And, and you find Luke out in the swamp with Yoda, this little green guy, trying to de- determine if he actually can tap into his brilliance as a Jedi. And there's that moment where Luke doesn't think he can do it. And he crashes the the, death, the, the, the fighter jet into the swamp. And he just doesn't know what he's going to do. He just feels like maybe he should go back to Tatooine and become a, just a normal guy. But of course, he presses on and he goes on and he goes on the mission. And what happens? He, he becomes a Jedi and they blow up the Death Star. And then the new normal, he ends up kissing his sister. But we don't realize that in the first episode. And neither did he. We find, only find that out in the second episode of the sequel. The point of it is, is that when you follow a brilliant narrative that way, it sucks you in. And it allows you to be transported into that narrative. And you start to take ownership of the same experiences that the characters are going through. So why does this matter to salespeople or marketers? Well, this works really, really well when I'm trying to tell a customer testimonial, for instance. So if I'm trying to explain to you how someone just like you went through very similar problems, just like you're going through, and what happened when we helped them solve it, using a story is a much better way to to influence that versus just telling them the facts of what happened. The main character becomes the customer that you helped. The problem is, well, the problem that they were struggling with. You get to become the sage. You get to give them a strategy or a plan. They put that plan or strategy in action. And of course, it turned out great. And the new normal for that customer is they solved problem XYZ and the ROI is ABC, whatever. And if you tell it through that lens, it's much more receptive, receptive to the customer that you're trying to influence than just giving them the facts or the data. So, Visual storytelling techniques in general are by far the best approach when it comes to professional communicators' tools. And what what I mean by that in general is whether you're speaking for a living on a platform or whether you're communicating with a customer in sales calls, whether you're building marketing collateral, all of these are meant to do what? Influence someone. And the number one vehicle to influence someone are visual storytelling techniques. So even if you're not a natural storyteller like my papaw was, like my dad is, like my uncles are, if you're not that person, it's okay. 
You can use analogies. You can build story lifelines that follow the, 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 story, the story model that we teach. You can use metaphors. You can use visual aids that draw somebody in and allows them to, to experience the problem in a, in a different way. Now, a couple watch outs here. When I say visual aids or props, what I don't mean are a set of you know, 37 PowerPoint slides filled with bullet points. That is the opposite of effective visual aids. In fact, that triggers the neocortex in the, in the thinking brain. It triggers the skeptical part of our brain. We don't want to do that. The visual aids we want to be able to use are, are things that evoke emotion, that inspire us to think differently about the characters or whatever it is that's being experienced. When, when, we, when we experience visual storytelling techniques the right way, it pulls all of those limbic levers, as we call them. And a way to check whether your message is pulling those limbic levers is to go through this simple checklist. Is it emotional? Is it visual? Is it experiential? Does it create some form of contrast for the listener? Is it really simple to understand? And does the customer understand exactly what's in it for them or the with them? So think about that six-point checklist. Is the story or the storytelling technique we're using evoke emotion? Yes or no. Is it create visualization in the mind of the customer? Yes or no. Does it create some form of experience where they can relate to the story? Yes or no. Does the story or the storytelling technique create contrast between maybe current state, future state, the anchor effect, if you remember back from a previous podcast episode? Is it really simple to understand? Because the brain is trying to parse down all that information and it's trying to conserve energy. So if you make it too complicated, I'm going to tune you out at that point. And then lastly, do I truly understand what is in it for me if I take action based on what you're asking me to do? So in summary... If you're not using visual storytelling techniques in your communication process as a sales and marketing professional, you're missing out on a huge opportunity to be much more influential. And I encourage you to, to do whatever it takes to go up. There's tons of resources out there on visual storytelling for marketers, visual storytelling techniques for salespeople. You can go back to our website, braintrust101.com uh, forward slash resources, or just look around. I just encourage you, whatever it is you do, stop communicating transactionally and start working visual storytelling into all aspects of your customer conversations. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.